think, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of overlaps in sort of our professional services careers. Uh, main one being that they're, whether you're working in a large organization or in your own uh, private firm, there is a lot of stress and there's a lot of burnout. And I have had the chance to meet a number of, of lawyers, financial professionals, healthcare professionals who are really kind of the face of, uh, I, I think what we call the current mental health epidemic that we're experiencing as, as a country. That, that was really one of the things that, that kind of spurred me to start Aware Health. Uh, because we wanted to find a way to use use technology to really make an impact uh, for the people that you know we depend on uh, to really do the important work in our lives, and we really saw an opening uh, for lawyers where they weren't really getting the the help that they were needing either because um, they didn't feel like they had time, they didn't feel like they could like put their career. Um, their profession on the line by admitting like maybe I have some anxiety issues or maybe I have depression um, or even like a substance use disorder. Uh, this is a way to get in uh, and sort of begin that that conversation. So anytime that I think about doing that, the thing that I get most excited about is that potential to be that first conversation that somebody has around um, around their mental health. Love it. All right. So um, I want to talk about our last episode and then we'll dive into talking more with Wilfred Krenn about how you can't pour from an empty cup, how to focus on your mental health to grow your firm. But our last episode, this aired last Thursday, we had a, a very special guest, one of our legalese's own, Thane Brown. Thane talked to us about the CRM do's and don'ts. So for any firm who's not sure how to get the max results of their CRM or even what it is or what it stands for, or what it means, or what you need, you have to check out that episode, but don't go there now. Wait for us to finish talking with Wilfred because obviously mental health is a uh, unfortunate epidemic that, that uh, the legal industry suffers from. So when we're talking about mental health, I guess let's start here. What are we talking about? What does that mean? What does that include? That's a great question, and hope, hopefully we can compete here with the CRMs um, in terms of, in terms of interest. I think I think mental health is is kind of a misunderstood term. I think when most of us think about mental health, we're thinking about uh, diagnoses like depression, like anxiety, uh, like post traumatic stress disorder or addiction, but. I think really mental health, we, we need to be thinking about mental health in the same way that we think about our physical health. Like when, when we think about taking care of our physical health, we don't immediately jump to, well, I mean, I don't have cancer, so right. I really don't need to like work out or eat healthier or anything like that, or I don't, I don't have a specific diagnosis. We, we have, we have a recognition that like our physical health is pretty important. We need to be taking care of it. And it's something where, again, there, there are going to be times throughout our lives where we're going through something, when we're experiencing some kind of shift in our mood, in our stress levels. And that's all included when we think when we think and talk about mental health. We're not just talking about specific diagnoses. There's a, a, a a statistic that we use a lot of times 
um, that only about you know 10 to 20 percent of people are ever going to access traditional mental health care um, and unfortunately that's really all that we have available uh, currently the you know we have our uh, meditation apps like Calm and Headspace and things like that. And that's about as close as we get. There, if, you, if, if I asked you like, hey, you're, you're kind of going through something, where, where would you turn to um, you know, start to like, get some help around that? And I think typically the answer is like, I don't know, like I could talk to people. I could talk to my family, I could talk to my friends. Um, but just like you mentioned, uh, for a lot of time, for a lot of people, especially in a role like the legal field, um, we have the feeling that most people don't really understand like what we do all day and how much of an impact it has on us. So if we start to shift that that mental health conversation from just like the acute care, uh, really, you know, more diagnostic based uh, healthcare to the idea that we've really tried to champion of mental fitness, making sure that we are strong and in, in terms of our mental health and are taking care of it on a regular basis so that when we go through those things, when we have a loss in our family or, or our friend group, uh, unfortunately, again, like pretty, um, pretty common for, for lawyers to experience that, or we just go through a really stressful time we have we have the skills to be resilient, and we have the we're, we're able to make it through. Yeah, I think that's such a strong point that honestly I haven't heard anybody else make, but it is very true. It's not like you know we talk about oh lift weights or run whatever you know so often a week, so you don't get heart disease, so you don't get cancer, so whatever it is. Whereas like for mental health, really it's like well you know I'm not suicidal yet, so I just I like that concept of that mental fitness, um, getting ahead of it. So. Uh, so that leads to my my next point. So from the standpoint of that lawyer who's overworked, underpaid, underappreciated, et cetera, what are some of those small things we can do to start implementing some of that mental fitness today? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, and this is this is really kind of the idea behind aware health. We what we've tried to do is make doing this, make taking care of your mental health. Um, something that's easy, that's accessible, and that is like quick and dirty. Uh, you know, most of us don't have time to like take an hour out of our day, maybe an hour plus with commute time to go see a therapist. Um, and typically, you're if you're going to see a therapist, it's every week, sometimes more than more than once a week. It's a lot of time, and also like it doesn't really fit into like your ongoing process, your ongoing ongoing work. So the best thing that, that you can do is two things. And I'll, I'll start with like the overall idea first and then we'll get into like how, how we do it specifically. But recognizing that, that stress is cum cumulative. So it's not like we go, th go through our day and then like, oh my gosh, it's really stressful right here. And then we're back to normal. And then maybe a, a couple hours later, there's more stress and then we're back to normal. Stress kind of builds up across our day. And especially when you're working in a pretty high pressure field like law, um, we have more and more opportunities to, to do that. And what we find is that like people are building that stress over the course of the day to the point where at the end of the day, and I, I'm sure like everybody 
on this call as experiences you get home and you're just fried like you you this is the time that you should be like going home and spending time with your family and uh you know getting dinner and like sometimes just like catatonic like i don't want to talk to anybody i don't want to see anybody i just like need to get like come down uh from from this thing that i've been writing all day so we find the more that you can sort of put into your day opportunities and breaks where you can sort of do some of these mental fitness activities um do things like connect with other people on like a personal level uh you you go from this curve that kind of looks like a really far up until maybe like i get to go to lunch and then i i'm like uh hockey stick to the uh to the end of the day to a more like evenly distributed curve across across the day so you can keep those things at a manageable level um we don't have to like white knuckle it through through the day just like holding on for dear life until until we get that break to go home because honestly as as you know like most of us when we go home work's not done we still have those right. emails we still have those calls calls the answer well and even better than that it's like okay so for the for the normal person most frequently you know you get up you have breakfast and you go to work and so work's really getting you before you've had all those issues and then by the time you come home to be with family you know family and friends the ones who in theory should matter more you're even more burned out or even more fried or even more stressed out from the work day that got you know your full attention before that and this is and this is on a good day like when you have something going on in your personal life or like your firm's going through restructuring or something, or you have a big case that's coming up uh, that you're preparing litigation for, uh, that that adds on to it like 10, 20 times um, that you're, you're, what you normally experience. And so some of the things, some of the things that you can do during the day, um, I think going, going back to like meditation as a tool rather than the whole thing. And I think what's what's kind of key in meditation that most of us don't realize is just the breathing. Like it's the, it's the one way that we have to really impact like our central nervous system to bring those stress levels down. So if we take the time to do some deep breathing, and this is something that you can do in a meeting when you're with other people, when you start to feel like uh, your hackles get up, you start to feel like a little bit of an aggression, a little anger, uh, to, to bring it back down before you like explode. <laughs> you explode on, on somebody else. Um, I mentioned talking to other people. Again, if we, if we have people in our lives that um, are, are calm, like have, the, have that presence of like, when I talk to, talk to this person, I feel so much better. Uh, being able to connect with people like that and kind of feed off of their energy is is super helpful. Um, and then there's a, there's a whole bunch of-, of well, I want to jump in for you yeah. to the next one because from that lawyer perspective, like there is that magic fine line, right? Where it's like you get together and everybody commiserates enough without just yeah. making that like cycle of negativity. So like it's it's so interesting to have those people like, hey, yeah, I'm aware of having the billables. I'm aware of the trial being set without it just being a you know whole complaint fest. Sorry, that's I just wanted to jump in on that. So now you it's tell me. It's a great, it's a great point. Um, and even even that, even even that venting, 
can be can be super helpful, especially if you're the type of person that tends to like hold everything in. Because I think oftentimes in uh, these types of professions, we we feel like we ha always have to have like that extra calm, like super pro professional exterior. Um, and that's what I love about like sh shows like yours, Jordan. It gives people a chance to kind of break out of that a little bit um, and be themselves because operating in a role or in a field where you kind of always feel like you're having to, um, you know, put on put on that that stone face, uh, that's that's hard too. It, it doesn't give us a chance to to really work through and experience the emotions that we have, and when we start to experience our emotions whether they are anger or sadness or or even like excitement and joy uh when we start to see those as negative things things that we need to like stay away from when when those come up they take on a different type of tone and there's also almost an anxiety that comes with that and so when we're going through our the rest of our lives and we're expected to have like normal emotions uh or expect to like express them and talk to our, our our the people that we're close to about them uh we don't have that chance and so we we kind of cut off a big part of ourselves that tends to come out in different in different like really unhelpful ways makes total sense so are there i know you talked about the meditation and whatnot but like are there ways we can focus on knowing when we're reaching our limit when we're getting i mean like how does that work yeah there's a there's a couple different there's a couple different things and one thing that i i find really helpful is as you're going through as you're going through your day um if you have if you have your to-do list or your your calendar start to mark down those times specific specific times where you start to notice like oh my gosh i'm getting like pretty stressed out or i'm or, or i'm feeling like super anxious because if you if you do that for even just a week and then you take back take a look back at that week you're going to notice there's a there's a lot of patterns that you're that you're going to start to find either it's all the client meetings exactly either it's the time of day or the specific people that are around those times and then by doing that, you can start to build in, like, when are those times that I do need to take a break? When are those times that I need to, like, get up and move around uh, to kind of work out some of those that energy? So when I go back and I go back into that client meeting, like, I can feel, I can feel prepared, I can feel calm, I can feel ready to go. Makes perfect sense. I love it. All right. So, you know, as we get into addressing these things, Obviously, I think we're going to see the positive impact of this, but like walk me through some of the, you know, like, do you make worse decisions when you're in a bad mood? Do you? Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I guess, I guess that's, that's the answer. Yes. Um, so, and this is, this is super interesting when it comes to like the neuroscience associated with it. And I was lucky enough to start um, my early career, like working in neuroscience and neurodevelopment um in in kids uh who experience like pretty severe trauma um and what's fascinating is there's a lot of that that's generalizable there's a lot that we can learn from like those extreme cases those edge cases that 
can give us a lot of benefit in our, our normal lives. And so what this does, when you are stressed, uh, and especially when you're stressed over a long period of time, what that creates is, um, and I think we've all heard of like the fight or flight thing, um, that like when when you're feeling threatened, your, your body reacts and your brain reacts in different ways. But in fields, in fields like law, where you're really required to use like your higher level thinking, um, to use your executive functioning, your decision making, uh, be able to like recall memories when of like former cases, uh, precedents, etc. Um, when you are experiencing stress and this especially like pretty pretty extreme stress, uh, your all of that all of that energy, it's kind of Here's a really good example. Like when you are, um, you know, we're, it's going to be getting like pretty cold here uh, in just a couple months. Uh, when you when you're going out in the cold, like all the blood in your body starts to like move towards the center to protect those vital organs. The same thing happens in our brains, and especially happens when you're when you're stressed. Our brains get like targeted to survival. And so all of the things that we don't really need for that, which is like being able to remember former cases. What did I learn in law school about this? Who are, who's, who's that person um, that, that led this case uh, that's related to mine? How do, I, how do I problem solve? All those things start to get like diminished because all of that energy, all of, all of that actual blood flow is going to the most vital kind of centers in our brain, which is like movement and making sure that we're, our reaction times are, are still good. So it's actually true. We don't think as well under stress uh, the way than we would if, if we were calm. And I, th I think for a lot of people, this might actually sound a little counterintuitive because we start to teach ourselves that like our stress and our anxiety is what drives us. It's what keeps us going. And so if I, it's almost like if I am not stressed about something, something must be wrong. Like I must be missing something or something, or I must be not be doing something right. Because what I've experienced so far is like every single time that I've done well or I've succeeded, it's been because um, I've been like totally nose to the grindstone on it. And I've, been like so anxious that like it kind of made me think about all the things that could, could go wrong and then how can I how can I problem solve with that and here's the thing like those things don't go away when you manage your stress those things don't go away when you start to take care of yourself what happens is like you can do that and you can do that even better and actually feel good about it because most of the time when we go through that process of like I'm going to sort of force myself into being productive. I'm going to force myself into uh, being able to succeed. You have that hangover. You have that stress hanger hangover after the meeting's over or after the trial's over where like, okay, yeah, I did a great job on that, but I feel exhausted and it lasts for days. Well, and so much like that's the that's the law school cram session for finals yeah. or the bar studying. But the difference between that and normal life, work life is like it's over and then you get a break. Like you literally have winter break. You literally have spring break. You literally have summer break. Like there's literally that time. 
you know, I'm sure if you had that super long trial and then your office gave you two weeks off afterwards, you feel a lot better and have that time to recharge. But when it's like, all right, well, now I finished this week. Now I have to cram for next week. Now I have to cram for the week after that. I mean, that's when you really get stuck in the rut. Yeah. I'm glad that you brought up law school too, because I just want to take a quick moment to mention this. Um, law schools are, are like for us at Aware Health are like one of our favorite places to connect with and connect with students because we really do believe that, especially in like younger generations, not saying that Jordan, you and I are old, but we're old. Um, Thanks. <laughs> younger generations are really driving this change in understanding, change in perspective on mental health. And we really do see them having the opportunity to be leaders and drivers of change in in law firms um, in the legal industry as a whole because so much of what is going on right now is really related to status quo and being afraid to change it because that's what we saw the people who came before us do that's what our partners do and we see how successful they are um, we tend to forget the failures. We tend to forget the people who had had to kind of drop out or get fired because because of the DUI or because of the mental breakdown or the divorces and and all of those things that uh, are seen as kind of like an unfortunate side effect of having a career in law. If you can have, if we can have and give like the support and the tools to like these younger generations um, as they're moving into into their career uh i really do think that like they have a have a real opportunity to, ch to change things for all of us well and you know you can take this as uh as liberating or as terrifying to yeah. me it's liberating everybody has some part of their life that they are struggling with that they're missing out like nobody is perfect you know you see that person who's got the uh the great practice and you don't realize they're having trouble at home. You see this person that's got a great family life, you don't realize they're struggling with, you know, a cancer diagnosis, whatever it is, like everybody has something messed up in their life. And I think the more that you sort of embrace that from the sense of like being able to let go of trying to be perfect, I think the easier it is to be happy. Absolutely, absolutely. I, it's, it, it's, it's part of the, it's part of the whole thing, but that idea of perf like perfection and being a perfectionist, I think is really tied tightly to the persona of, of being a lawyer, um, especially, especially when you're on the clock. And the idea of dropping that, of even like letting like little cracks show through whether that is like I, I'm like really burnt out, or I'm having a really hard time with my anxiety, so I'm going to see a therapist. It's almost like if if that like there's a there's a, a worry about if that got out, like that would do serious damage to my career, how I'm seen, like what people are able to trust me with, and as you know, like trust is a huge thing. When it comes to when it comes to the legal industry, which so it, it's part of it's part of the reason why we made Aware Health completely anonymous. So when you sign in, um, you don't use your own name. 
people know that you're either a lawyer or um, you're a law student or uh, if you work at a big law firm or medium or, or small size. Uh, but other than that, there's no other identifying information. And so you get a chance to come in and like actually talk about like what you're going through and see what other people and respond to other people who are talking about similar things without having to worry if the guy in the next office over who's like gunning for uh, your job is is going to be reading it and saying like oh let me let me report this up the up the line yeah i know how crazy would that be like oh yeah so and so didn't get promoted to partner because uh the one competing against them admitted their or shared their private information but so as we start to get towards the end i mean is what else do we need to cover what else do we want to talk about what else do we need to make sure people know yeah um you know i you you brought up you brought this up at the beginning but a big part of the reason why we wanted to start with the legal field for aware health is that we saw like a really high incidence of um of mental health conditions and a really low utilization of um actual support actual help and so i think I think in the conversations that we've had with law firms, with law schools, there's a big desire to want to offer different types of benefits to their employees, to their staff. Uh, but there's also a lot of frustration in terms of um, people actually using it. And of course, like as, as much money, especially as like big law firms have, um, there's there's where the penny pinching typically happens is around benefits and then when you're in a smaller law firm or um on your own it gets even harder to to be able to provide those uh to your staff and so one of the things that i think has been really helpful in terms of our pitch is like this has been a way to get people on to, to not just like be the treatment, but oftentimes be the introduction to the treatment. And so you don't have to say like, I need to see a therapist. You don't even have to say like, I need to, I have a mental health condition. You just have to be willing to like open up and, and talk and like start to do the work of taking care of your mental health, taking care of your mental fitness. Um, and we've really found that it, it sort of bypasses a lot of the stigma around traditional mental health care uh, to the point where we, you know, EAPs, which have been around forever, and we all know that- EAPs? You know, EAPs, so this is an employee assistance program. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Uh, typically offered by like big corporations, but nobody uses them. You get like six sessions with, um, with a therapist or you get like an hour of legal consults or financial advice uh but they're really underutilized and so and to the point there is like one to three percent um utilization rate and for the law firms that we've worked with for the law schools that we've worked on with we've seen up to a 25 percent adoption rate 
um, among employees, which is fantastic. And I think it really does have to do with the fact that we're presenting this in a different way. We're giving people an opportunity to say, um, like, this is important to me. Like, I've, I've seen it. I've seen it in the newspaper. I've seen it in the magazines. I've seen it in all the social media that taking care of my mental health is an important thing. I just don't know where to start. Because if the only option is going to see a therapist, then I'm a therapist. Like I, I completely believe that that is essential and helpful, but I also believe that there has to be other options for people, that it can't just be that. No problem. Um, and the crazy part about, the, about that inclusion is like every study I found, and correct me if I'm wrong, talks about the issues in law school being like 40% depression rates. So if you're seeing a 25% adoption, you're still talking about 15% of the students who need it and are unwilling to do any of this. So I just, I love, I love that y'all are trying to bridge that gap. That's great. Yeah. And we've gotten, what's been great, what's been really great. And I think this is a, you know, part of this conversation is part of this. Uh, we've, we've gotten to talk to so many leaders within, um, leaders, influencers within the legal, legal profession field that see that importance, that really care about and have noticed because they've noticed it in their own career. Um, one, of the, one of the things that we do is the people who do our workshops, the people who do coaching for us are mostly former lawyers who have moved on to become uh, therapists, to become life coaches, to become executive coaches. Uh, because, you know, they reached a point where they said, like, this, this isn't like, this isn't doing it for me. Like, I came in really wanting to change things and be successful. And I found like, it's not worth it for me. But there's still an aspect of like wanting to help people and wanting right. to share that professional advice that keeps them, they allowed them to do that from a different direction that was more in line with what their what their values were. And there's there's tons of lawyers, like former lawyers out there who are doing the same thing. And I think the more that we can change the conversation that you don't just have to drop out. Like that's not the only option for you. you I mean, yes, you can go and do alpaca farming in New Zealand if you want, if that's really what you want to do. But, so much happier, but exactly. But but if you if like being a lawyer is important to you, a valuable part of your identity and your career goals, then when you come to those points where you're struggling or you're feeling really burnt out, you don't have to. You don't have to just drop out. If you have the right support, if you have the connections. Uh, that can help support you through those difficult times. If you start to do the work of taking care of your mental fitness and mental health, then you can you can survive. <laughs> you can be resilient. You can get through it, and you can also share that with other people. I love that. All right, so I want to take a moment to talk about our next episode as we get towards the end of this one. Our next episode is going to air on October 28th. That is this Thursday at 3.30. So whatever your time zone, the same time you watched this episode, but on Thursday, you can listen to our chat with Katie Michelson. Katie's going to talk about coffee, lunch, and Zoom. Oh my, how to network your way to a successful practice. So Katie is an attorney out of the Midwest, I believe Chicago. 
who's going to talk to us about how she's utilized networking to grow an incredible practice as well as an amazing brand. So that'll be next Thursday, the 28th at 3.30, same time as this episode. But I'm not going to end it there. Um, Wilfred, normally I'd ask for your final takeaway. Before we do that, I want to just reiterate. So getawarehealth.hubspotpagebuilder.com slash DC bar newsletter. That's going to give people free access to the platform until March of next year. That's it. All right. So we've got some wonderful time on that. And so now that we have that, so people don't have to go to the beginning to find out where they can get that free access to check out the program. Now I can take that final takeaway. So to anybody listening or watching to this, you know, that lawyer ready to take their practice to the next level, ready to start the, the standpoint of brand building, or really just ready to get back to being happy and healthy. What's the biggest piece of advice if they remember nothing from the last 40 minutes that you want to make sure as many attorneys as possible know to help them be the exhibit A of a successful attorney? Yeah, that's fantastic. So I think I think this is it. And I think it's 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 gonna be really simple that taking care of your mental fitness and and again shifting that conversation from mental health to mental fitness to making us stronger, to making us more resilient. It's going to have benefits to uh, your career, your practice, your home life in so many different ways that I think most of us don't realize. So whether that is, I'm going to be stronger, I'm going to be able to think better, I'm going to be able to survive those really difficult times without being completely wiped out and exhausted at the end, or I'm gonna, I have a chance if I am more of like a, a brand or influencer type of person to shift the conversation and that we've actually seen engagement in that kind of shift in talking about mental health um, really grow people uh, to like be thought leaders in the industry. And, and I think this might be the, the, the biggest thing don't go home to your family. Don't go home to your friends, to your partner, like completely exhausted. It, you don't have to. Like you can, sure there's gonna be difficult and stressful days, but they don't have to all be like that. And once you start doing this, once you start building up those reserves and building up uh, those emotional muscles to be able to manage and deal with your stress, you're gonna, you're gonna see so much of an impact. Love it. Awesome. So simple, not easy, simple, not easy. Love it. All right. So thank you to everybody who listened to this. Um, for those of you we have a, who are in our solutions for lawyers by lawyers group, it's our free Facebook group. We have a happy hour coming up, uh, an upcoming Thursday. So this Thursday, you don't have to bring alcohol. That does not have to be your outlet for happiness, but it is a good opportunity to chat. We'll have some of our previous guests on. We'll have some of our members on and we can get together on Thursday. Uh, I want to say it's five o'clock Eastern, six o'clock Eastern. You know what? I should probably know this. I think it's five o'clock Eastern. Um, we're getting together on Thursday. You have to be in the Solutions for Lawyers by Lawyers Facebook group, totally free. So if you're not there, go ahead and join. They've got the stuff pinned at the top. And uh, maybe Wilfred will join us on Thursday. Yeah, sounds good. Wonderful. All right. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Jordan. Have a great day. Bye, everyone.